Welcome to Athens Politics Nerd. Today I've got an interview with Matt Pulver, a UGA librarian and flagpole contributor who's running for the ACC Commission in District 5. But first, let me talk a little bit about the last Commission meeting on March 1st, where they approved a framework for spending Athens' share of the American Rescue Plan. I wrote an article about it, which you can find on my website, but real quick, what they did was to allocate the funding into five different buckets, including fighting homelessness, youth development and violence prevention, affordable housing, business development and workforce support, and behavioral health. This is a progressive plan that specifically mentions things like worker-owned cooperatives and helping workers organize for higher wages as a goal. Some commissioners, like Melissa Link, were thrilled that they were finally allowed to spend money on people, which is normally prohibited by the state government. We need to move forward and get these funds out there. People are hurting, and we do have desperate needs in this community, desperate needs that we couldn't meet without these funds. These are federal funds. This is a gift in our lap that comes along once in a lifetime, probably. And we typically don't have funds that we can spend in these ways, that we can spend on programming. The state is very, very restrictive on how we spend our own public dollars and how we spend state dollars. And the federal government is giving us some leeway to actually spend money on people rather than infrastructure, rather than building things. But the more moderate commissioners didn't like the plan. And all four of them, including Davenport, Wright, Thornton, and Hamby, voted against it. As an alternative to the progressive plan, Commissioner Ovita Thornton put forward a half-baked proposal that even she acknowledged wasn't really ready. If this substitute motion is for the proposal as I'm reading it, it also says to include and implement items number three through eight from the CDO that is the original motion. I, I guess I'm having trouble making sense of how to include those in the substitute motion. So maybe if I can get clarity on that and then I'll move forward with other comments. Um, um. Commissioner um, Poole, my my real motion is to table this and to work out those details. But she voted for it anyway, along with Wright and Hamby. The level of disingenuousness at this meeting was kind of astounding to me. Anyway, Commissioner Patrick Davenport was a bit more consistent, and he voted against both proposals. I will be voting against both of these. I've been preaching that we need to slow down. Um, We're seeing some hiccup in some of the things that we have done. And our FY22 budget, our FY21 budget, we continue to give money to homelessness. We continue to give money to these um, community groups. And it's not that I'm not saying that there's not community need. It's just that we need a strategic plan and allocating our funds because we can't continue to fund these projects. I'm not saying we can't. Um, We certainly can, but we need to be responsible to the taxpayers. This framework for the American Rescue Plan will be ongoing for several years and will outlast many of the commissioners who voted for it. They're being removed due to Republican gerrymandering. Commissioner Tim Denson, for example, can't run for commission in this cycle, so he'll have to step down at the end of the year. He's actually running for school board. But Matt Pulver has stepped up as the progressive candidate for District 5 to fill in for Denson on the commission. And here he is. Joining me now is Matt Pulver. Hi, Matt. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. 
Yeah, uh, why don't we start out by um, telling us a little bit about yourself. Uh, so what do you do as a day job and why are you running for commission? Sure, I work on campus. I've been there for, uh, gosh, about 15 years now. I've been living in town for 25 years now. For the past maybe 15 years, I've been involved in, in justice work of one sort or another. I was a member of the Economic Justice Coalition Back in the day, I was on the board. Um, as a student, I was an activist organizer for, for living wages on campus. I helped found the, the union on campus uh, more recently. And, and then in the past number of years, I've, I've uh, worked mostly through writing and research about justice issues, um, a lot of uh, racial justice and economic justice. And, and now why I'm running, uh, it's not something I had uh, planned. I'm running out of a sense of duty. Uh, Athens was attacked. Republicans attacked uh, our local elected government. Uh, these Republicans who, who feel emboldened now by their leader to subvert democracy whenever they want, I guess now, right? And, and that fight has, has come to Athens. These out of town, you know, Atlanta Republicans and their, and their local conspirators attacked us. It shouldn't surprise us that they selected for removal three of our most progressive commission members. They're clear about why they attacked us. They attacked us because we are progressive. They attacked us because of the progressive path that we've charted for ourselves in these past several years, especially. Really exciting things, I think, that, that we've embarked on, a, a new path for Athens, a progressive path uh, toward a progressive future. And they're, they're hell-bent on, on tearing it apart. And, and, you know, they can be mad about it. Um, they're going to stay mad about it because we're going to fight back. We're going to fight back however we can. We're all going to step up, stand up however we can. I'm doing this. I'm, this is how I'm doing it. But the way that we fight back and the way that we win is we provide as much continuity between the elected, uh, elected government that was attacked, the commission that was attacked and torn apart, and the one that will take its place. They're not going to derail us. They're not going to steer this ship their direction. And you know, I hope they know that. Yeah. So you're talking about the gerrymandering, the, the new maps that, that were just passed uh, and signed by the governor. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I wanted to ask you about that because you know I know that you know getting involved in politics is tough mm -hmm. these days because things have become so politically divided. Sure. Um, you know, it, it's even affecting our county commission. Uh, so I, I'm sure that you've heard that the ACC Democrats actually censured commissioners Hamby, Wright, and Thornton over that redistricting plan. Uh, and those maps that were passed by the, the Republican state legislature. Three commissioners were accused of knowingly enabling the Republican members of our state delegation to undermine ACC voters and our democracy. And that's a direct quote from the ACC Democrats. So I was wondering if you agreed with that assessment, does Republican redistricting undermine democracy and, and should these commissioners have been censured? Uh, absolutely. I mean, you know, commissioners Wright and Hamby, certainly, like, absolutely. Um, I, I don't find any disagreement with that language from, from the Democrats? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they absolutely should. If they leave with, with just that, they should consider themselves unscathed and, and pretty lucky. Because it, it, it's, it's a subversion of democracy. Yeah, I mean, I, I have people in my district that are not going to get to give Commissioner Denson an, another chance. That's like a fundamental democratic promise in this country that was taken from them. Had to get that out of the way, but, but now I want to hear more about uh, what you would bring to the commission. So what would be your main goals for your first term in office if you're elected? Okay. One thing that I'm really excited about, north of downtown, there's going to be the Bethel redevelopment 
that will be coming online sometimes or they'll start breaking ground you know sometime soon and if you look at artists renderings of of that north downtown from like darty out to the river you will see all of these huge complexes of the sort that we see uh, going down East Broad toward the river, you know, that we see, you know, popping up every time you, you blink. What we cannot have is north of downtown turning into uh, the, rest of, the rest of what's happened. Um, the students have enough housing, as far as I can tell. And, and that's not even the most important part of this. That is a historically Black part of town. That is, you know, like since emancipation, right? That, those areas that turned into Lick Skillet and the Bottoms were thriving Black communities where there were, you know, community, uh, you know, neighborhoods and, and businesses. And uh, it, was, it was just raised, basically, by white supremacy, more or less, uh, in, in the form of, of uh, you know, urban renewal, so-called. And I, we can't have the future of that part of downtown not reflect its past. And so I want to explore every possible route available to us and be as creative as we can possibly be to find ways of, uh, of ensuring an inclusive character. And that, that means where people live. That means inclusive opportunities for, for entrepreneurship. They're really exciting models for, for incubators, for like micro retail or, or even small, very small micro manufacturing, uh, shared kitchens. Um, there's a lot of stuff we can do in that part of town to, to be maximally inclusive. And I really do think it would be like a crime to not do that and to have that last bit of, of you know, the area around downtown uh, just look like the rest of everything has happened. We can't have that be the case. And, and this is the cool part. Uh, unlike most of the rest of uh, those parts of downtown that I refer to, we own like a good part of that, like all the way out to the charm facility, there is so much that we own and that gives us a free hand to do a lot. I think it's a really, really exciting opportunity for a, a almost a sort of reparational um, approach to development. And so, you know, I think we should be able to do uh, what we want. And I think we should get really creative about the newest sort of innovative models for how you, how you include because we've done enough exclusion over the last 200 years. I think I almost heard that you were saying that the current plans are something like urban renewal. Is, is that accurate? Oh, like, how, how do you feel about the current plans? The only thing that's really planned is the Bethel, is the Bethel project. And that, from what I've seen, it looks good. There's um, absolute like right of return. Everybody who, um, who lives in Bethel can come back. Mixed income. Uh, mixed use. Um, it looks, it you know, I, I don't, I don't have much complaint with with what I see. Um, now, cross our fingers because you know, over over our history in this town and, and across the country, sometimes those those best intentions end up, you know, really making a mess. I don't want to be. I'm not. A, I'm not out here being like a, a, a full throated cheerleader for it. But but it looks good. No, the, the thing that I'm talking about is, and, and granted, this is just like an architectural firm's like rendering of, of the area around the new Bethel. Sort okay, of, you know, I got it. Yeah, if you're sort of elevated above Doherty, maybe you're somewhere around City Hall and you're looking back toward the river, um, 
you, you, what you see in this in this image is just like all of these big buildings. I mean, like uh, there's the little Linden House sitting there, like the little house in 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 the movie Up, and uh, that 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 row of townhouses is going like the the, the optimist for this for this venture, the most optimistic people envision, uh, and they say this, um, and, and, and there's nothing wrong with this, but they say that it will be a, a continuous, like downtown will no longer sort of end. It will be, it, it, downtown will extend uh, at least to the tracks, you know, if not to the river. I think it's just really exciting what, what, what's, what's available to us there. Is there anything else on your um, platform that you'd like to highlight? Sure. Yeah, I want to sort of join the the burgeoning uh, pro labor wing of of the commission. I'd like to you know work with people in the community to to finally do do whatever I can in in the capacity as, as commissioner to uh, facilitate a, a worker center. You know, a, a dedicated place for people to um, to, to organize. Um, you know, at, at the workplace wherever that would be. I've been here, like I said, I've been here for twenty five years, and and I've been. Part of these conversations about um, poverty in Athens, uh, income inequality more broadly, but 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 poverty especially, and um, you know we don't really make a dent in it, um, and I think that's partly because we're not we don't look the problem like square in the face and 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 describe it accurately to ourselves and each other, and and so we don't you know can't find a path out of it. But I also think organizing is, is central to that. It's one, one of the pieces uh, that we'll have to pursue uh, because we can't have 40% of, of Athens children experiencing poverty anymore. I mean, come on. I mean, we're, we're, we're decades into uh, a crisis and we have to start finding more creative paths away from this. Otherwise, we're just, we're, we're, we're just going to resign ourselves to a structural problem. Um, that you know the production you know sort of our industry the production of 40,000 students or or however many graduates that's that's Athens industry right we've somehow become convinced that that th that like it's necessary to have one in three of us living in poverty you know in the work of producing these these students and these students who by and large who are you know are are, are wealthy if we don't watch out, we, we will have effectively just resigned ourselves to, to um, having sort of a permanent underclass of people here who, who do the work uh, to facilitate the production of, of upwardly mobile graduates. And, and that, that has to stop, right? I mean, we, there's too much misery in a place with a you know, 30 some odd percent poverty rate or whatever it is at this point. Child poverty, I mean, makes your heartbreak. And you're like, what, what are we doing? We're, we're all, we're smart people. We can figure this out, right? But what that means is we're going to have to find some new, some new ways. Providing places for organizing is one of the pieces toward an eventual solution. So as you know, the commission has gotten some criticism for spending too much money on social programs like the official homeless camp and the eviction prevention program that they um, put in place uh, last year. While, of course, I, I don't agree with those criticisms, they are right in a sense that pursuing social justice does cost money and we still have to balance the county's budget. Although we've been given some wiggle room lately um, with things like the American Rescue Plan and the federal infrastructure bill. But long term, I'm wondering how you will propose funding your spending priorities. 
because, you know, we're not getting an American Rescue Plan every year. Yeah, we are in a good place. I mean, ARPA uh, Rescue Plan money has has um, filled our coffers. And, and yeah, it won't always be there. But putting a roof over over our fellow Athenians' heads, I don't know. I mean, find me a religion that doesn't say you should do that. Find me any ethical code, moral code that says um, that's not your duty as as a human. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's what we do as good people. You know, we've done plenty for for those higher up the the income and wealth spectrum. We've done beautiful things here in this city, and and they've they've cost many times more than um, providing a shelter for people who need it. So. I don't have any problem going forward with um, a just treatment of our fellow Athenians. Would you be open to raising property taxes if it would help some of these programs uh, to reduce poverty, for example? I'd have to I'd have to study that. I mean, I know that we we reduced property taxes when was that a couple of years ago? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not. I'm not, you know, I mean, I'm not opposed to to raising taxes, but but that's not something that I I'm looking to. To think about now because i mean it would have to be presented to me as an either or like you know it's the only way to do it and, and and we're not at that place right now what we've been able to do for the unhoused is is from arpa money i don't foresee a situation in, in the near future at least where you know we, we need to be talking about you know raising taxes now that said i don't know how creative we can get with with splost stuff because i mean that is a tax that we that we uh, regularly, annually, essentially, um, choose to to re-up. And if we're going to keep doing that, the one thing we might consider is we built lots of nice things with SPLOSS money. And um, I think we could consider um, in the future shifting some of those priorities to things like like what you're what you're talking about. And and that would obviate any need for you know a property tax increase. Right. And then some people say that SPLOSS is regressive, so we you know shouldn't really be using that. What's your take on that? Is Boston yeah. something you would support, generally speaking? Or uh, that's that's tough. No, because it is. Splost is tough because it's 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 two things. It's it's regressive, which is bad, but it also taxes the the students who live here, um, who spend lots of money in our economy, lots of money that comes from their parents. So there's this sort of inflow of of lots of money, um, and we get to tax that. Because otherwise, you know, I mean, you know, part of the problem and part of the problem we have to have, part of the reason we have to have, you know, tough conversations like this, like me and you are having, is because, you know, the university sits on some of those most valuable land and we don't get to tax that. So having a way to tax, to get some revenue at all from uh, our production of, of 40,000 students a year, you know, SPLOS provides an avenue for that. And for that reason, it's, it's, it's valuable. That's, that's a that's a great tax, but it is, it is regressive. And, and I struggle with that all the time. Yeah, it is a really challenging topic because the state legislature really ties our hands on a lot of, in a lot of ways that, that, you know, most communities around the country would be raising money. Um, like we, we're not allowed to have a progressive property tax, for example, we can't do, you know, a city income tax. We're stuck with these regressive taxes and we have to choose between them. It, it is really difficult. No, it's, it's real tough. Yeah. I mean, you know, in a perfect world, we could do a, a progressive, uh, you know, progressive rates on, on property tax. If you want to build, you know, some uh, needlessly monstrous house 
on a bunch of land, um, have at it, you know, but we're going to, we're going to tax that more than, you know, someone's humble homestead. But, but once again, that's, yeah, that's the legislature um, foreclosing on, you know, options that we should have available to us. So I appreciate you having this conversation with me. So now I guess it's time for your closing statement. Uh, um, so why should voters choose you over your opponents? I think you have uh, multiple opponents uh, that, who, who are going to be in this race. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Uh, at least at, at the moment, it sounds like maybe there are two other um, candidates in, yeah. in, in the race. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said um, at the top, um, the way that we fight back is to provide continuity between what was attacked and what, what comes in its place. We cannot be derailed. There's too much at stake. I mean, literal lives are in the balance. Um, and, you know, I think these Republicans would, would, would like us to apply conservative solutions to problems and crises that conservatism gave us. Our, our, our problems of our crises of, of poverty, income inequality, racism, white supremacy, those are all, those were all uh, given to us by, you know, decades or centuries of, you know, white supremacy, of, of Reaganomics. They would have us uh, try to fix the problems of conservatism with more conservatism. I'm a progressive, progressive Democrat, proudly so. And I, the only way that we, that we fight back and win is to stay the course. Um, and, uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll see the Republicans in, in 10 years when they want to try to gerrymander again. But uh, we have to stay the course. And, and I, I feel that I'm, I'm someone who can do that. I'm propelled uh, to fight uh, and, and to, to fend off this attack and, and get on with what we have started. Thanks so much for uh, being on the show, Matt. Yeah, man, thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. I'll reach out to all of the District 5 candidates to see if they want to be on the show. And thanks so much to everyone who donates to keep the lights on here at APN headquarters. This podcast would not exist without your help. So thank you, and I'll see you on the next one.